are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? With another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 384, a.k.a. year 8, week 12. Uh, coming at you this week, as always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... MC. Whoa, oh, there he is. Got made me nervous for a second there. <laughs> and as always, this is your regularly scheduled uh, Saturday afternoon podcast clubhouse production. So if you're on the clubhouse, you can join us there. Uh, if you have something to say, raise your hand, uh, especially if I've seen your name in there often enough. I, like, doesn't seem like a scam to me. I'll hit the button if you want to comment. Um, and if I don't do it right away, just know that I'll glance down every now and then to check it out. Uh, that being said, what is going on with you this week, MC? Uh, not much. I, I assume we've already solved all the world's problems um, previous episodes, so. That's okay. So that's almost a guarantee, right? Yeah. Like m- maybe not as effectively as some might, but it's also the weird thing about being an anarchist or libertarian or, or any any of those what I'm going to call synonyms is that so, anytime you talk to somebody, like you have to solve all of the problems currently being done by the state before they'll accept your version of how the world should look. Yeah. So some of my friends are are very paranoid constantly, and they're they're upset at every little thing that happens, and and uh, it you know causes them even health problems. You know, they're they're uh, on edge all the time, and and they're like, how do you how do you remain so calm? And and the way I look at it is like, man, this this shit's been going on since before I was born. You know, yeah. it's like it's none of this is new. <laughs> none of it's new. And the, the the current libertarian hero, right, Ron Paul, has been preaching all this for 50 years. So if you can even go back 50 years, which is weird because that's still only the 70s, right? It's like we already knew this. And they had solutions back then, right? A lot of, you know, the, the solving of the world's problems, those, those books have already been written. Just the mm-hmm. people in charge don't accept those solutions. And so they never get implemented, right? I watch, I watch uh, a couple of YouTube videos, like while I eat my snack before we start the show. And there's a local politician who, because of geolocations or whatever, like runs her ads on the channels that I watch, you know, or YouTube picks them out. And, you know, she's like, I know what it's like to have, you know, the healthcare costs rising for certain drugs or whatever, because my family members have that. So it's my pledge to you, you stop those drug companies from trying to get their profits and elect me. And it's infuriating every time, right? Because that's not the problem, right? You can't, you know, you, that's just not how it works. And it hasn't been how it works ever where you can just pass a law to keep the prices down, right? Like an, another podcast that I listen to uh, as I'm on my commute 
right? They, it's it's they stay in your fucking lane. Um, but they were talking about the uh, the the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, right? And something came up where they were talking about that, and also you know keeping keeping fixing the the cost of insulin, right? Like ins- the insulin cap because people need insulin, so insulin should never cost more than like thirty dollars, right? That's that's the magical number thirty dollars. And it's, I guess at some point, Republicans voted against it, right? Like, we can't, this is stupid. And say what you want about the stupidity of Republicans. You know, I, I will entertain those, those thoughts. Um, but that's, you know, even, even, if they're, even if they're stupid on the issue or ignorant on the issue, and it's just a political move for them to, you know, to, to vote against capping the price of insulin, right? You know, it's like the broken clock being right twice a day you know like they got it right on this one because fundamentally you can't just cap the price on things and that's the end of the story right now insulin can't cost more than 30 dollars, and so all of a sudden there's insulin aplenty for everyone and no one no one goes without insulin anymore right like it is the the exact opposite happens and they'll blame someone else and put another act in place to further fuck it up yeah, I mean, if they if they allow people to buy insulin from across the border, then it then it would be under thirty dollars, right? And you wouldn't have to cap it, yeah. right? Like there's there's no even even if that's the goal, right? There are so many other ways to achieve that goal, you know, than to than to fix the price, and you know, econ econ one hundred and one, right? You you fix the price, you end up with shortages, and then less uh, people will have access. I, b- I believe they even restrict the amount of people who can produce it. So, even worse. In, in, yeah, in the U.S. So it's like, yeah. What are so, you trying to do? I think they're actually trying to kill people, though. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and that's I will entertain that conspiracy theory as well. Uh, although here's okay. So, I was thinking about this the other day too, um, just because it comes up a lot with you know the the globalists want to you know like eugenics. And they want to cap the 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 population of Earth at like five hundred million, according to the Georgia Guidestones, that no longer exist or whatever. Like, okay, I hear that, and I don't I don't think I don't think the elites are dumb enough to think that they can survive in a world with only elites, right? Like, who, who's I, going to? I, what's that? I I don't know. I think they. I think they basically do. I, I think they have a delusion. Uh, you know, you know, it's like the people that that go. Um, you know, you, you don't you don't need to farm. Just go to Foodland or Safeway or you know the supermarket. Okay. You, you know, <laughs> screw the farmers. I I really think they're so out of touch that they they don't they don't realize what's going on. It's like you know, even for the people who want to save the planet. Um. They want to make the price of oil expensive. Okay, so when you do that, what do people do? Oh, they burn trees. They burn their their local environment because that's all they have. If you have nothing besides your local environment, you're going to use that. You know? Yeah. Even even recently with the whole Russian oil crisis, I think there was a headline in Germany or whatever that the the search for firewood or something mm-hmm. like that has skyrocketed immensely. Oh yeah. So they're al- they're already looking to alternatives and planning to switch. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I I I believe you man and I just I can't imagine the elites like sitting in their mansions 
right, with their two dozen, 200 servants or whatever, going like, you know what this world needs? Like, those people gone. So I can just sit in my mansion alone. Well, I don't think they think that it's going... They they look at it as like... Uh, it's 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 like when when poor people want want to uh, want taxes to go up, they always think it's going to be somebody else that's going to be taxed. Okay, you know, and so when a rich person says, "Oh well, you know, we need lo- less people on the planet," they're not gonna they're not talking about right around them. They're like those other people. Okay. You know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 that's in why, my underground bunker. That's it's going to be me, my family, and my servants, and nobody else. And that's why Bill Gates focused on Africa. You know, those were the other people to him. That seems so dumb. Like it is how, dumb. How much? Okay, <laughs> from Bill Gates' perspective, right? Sitting in wherever I don't know where his home base is, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, wherever. Uh, oh, was it Redmond, where Microsoft is based out of Seattle? Bill Gates is not a smart guy. He's okay. he's a good businessman. <laughs> okay. No, but okay. So hear me out first. And he goes like, "The world needs less people," and he's going to go to Africa, where the vast majority of those tribes have absolute no bearing on his economic endeavors or his personal life. <laughs> right? Like, what's? I mean, okay. Oh, I've read I pencil. You know, goods and whatever come from everywhere. You know, but I, it it can't be to that extent. Right, it can't be like, well, they, you know, this re- this remote African tribe in the middle of the Congo is the only place that you can mine some sort of ore that goes into your fucking phone technology, right? There's got to be alternatives to that, and so focusing there, right? Like, my world is so fucked up that we have to go kill the Africans seems so out of touch, even for someone as foolish as Bill Gates to even consider. No, the elites are that dumb. I mean, he, Bill Gates is just one guy, but the the general idea is that yeah, there's there's too many people on the earth, and and it's their uh, uh, moral ob- objective or whatever to to solve these things. And okay, it's just, it's just weird. Um, it's weird. They, they they see things from one you know their perspective, and it's just a weird perspective. Yeah, and and it doesn't matter how much information you give them. Somebody, somebody, a, a long time ago, put the idea in their head, or they came up with it on their own. I, I came up with that idea when I was in high school. I said, "Oh, the, the you know, population has been booming on on Earth for you know for so long. At this rate, you know, we're going to be overpopulated." And okay. I wrote a pa- I wrote a paper on it. Now that was a dumb <laughs> it was a dumb high school paper, and of course I I reached whatever conclusion that I that I wanted to before I wrote the paper. You know, it's a research paper. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's just dumb. But you know, if if you are actually afraid, then you'll believe whatever. You know, if if you're if you're afraid of uh, coronavirus, then you'll make up whatever stats you you deem necessary to convince everybody else to be afraid also, and that's okay. what happened in the case of New York City. They, you know, the the software that Bill Gates' company uh, used. Also on climate change, they they use the same software in on the New York City uh, expansion of the coronavirus, and of course it told them that they're going to have uh, uh, over overfilled hospitals, and so they need to you know set up another one uh, outside of, of the normal hospital, set it, set it up on the on a boat, and yeah. 
and and it never got used. Why did it not get used? Well, because the computer software was wrong. <laughs> but why did the computer software tell them that? Because they wanted it to. Yeah. I mean, again, I I hear what you're saying, but if we're talking, well, if it's, I don't. It's hard for me, as as an intellectual individual, to to think that they're like, man, fucking New York is way too crowded. Like, look at all this no, population. No. Let's go kill the Africans. Seems no. You want to kill New Yorkers? Like, keep it at home, if anything. And then no, I'm just saying be- the 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 relationship here is their their fear. So Bill Gates has a fear that the the, the world population is is too much, and he's and and he's uh, acting in that way. Um, and then he's so he was also fear fear of uh, coronavirus and so he yeah. wants everybody else to be afraid of that too you know it's like he's got way too um, much influence yeah and so yeah people people are paranoid about whatever they're paranoid about and they want everybody else to have that same paranoia here's the and other that's thing. what go ahead yeah. finish go finish ahead your thought. yeah no that this okay. that people want people to share in their paranoia okay and they and they spread that the, the other thing i was thinking about when it came to this world population nonsense is like, I want to live in a world where nobody knows what the world population is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like if, okay. So it's 7 billion. Who gives a shit? It peaks yeah, to 8 billion. Who gives a shit? Number one, who gives a shit? Number two, how do they even know? Right. Like there's, you know, maybe not down, maybe not down to an individual, but like birth birth statistics, death statistics, and then and then when you go back to like Africa, like you know the the remote tribes of Africa, South America, whatever, how are they counting those people? Do they even bother? Is it actually more populated than they can account for because they're not accounting for that? Well, I I think as as far as like pop, making an estimation, I think it'd be pretty easy because. Uh, most people happen to uh, collect in the cities. And so the remote tribes and stuff, it doesn't really matter, even if they're not counted. Um, it's not that many of them. Um, okay. The vast majority of people pile up in cities, especially in, in the most densely populated places on Earth, uh, China and India. Uh, yeah, they're all in cities. So, uh, yeah, it's probably pretty easy to round them up and you know, figure out. So when, so when the world, when the world, like every, every last acreage of the world starts to look like Hong Kong and New York and Tokyo. Can we wait till then before we declare like a population emergency? And let's just see what that looks like first. Because um, it might not even well, be that bad. Yeah. And and so what what they're a lot of what people are worried about is uh, destruction of the environment and and, and a, a lack of, of resources. So once we remove all the resource, you know, after we consume all the resources, then, then we'll have a real problem, right? Well, as far as I can tell, we're nowhere near that happening. Right. So we have an abundance and actually the more people we have, the more abundance we have. Um, and so we, what we should be doing, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peterson and, uh, uh, his, his favorite, Guy, uh, climatologist guy uh, Bjorn Lomberg, he he says that what, what we should be doing is trying to get people out of poverty and rich enough to care about their environment, and then they don't destroy their environment like what they're going to do in Germany. Um, so, and, and Sri Lanka actually because they already destroyed Sri Lanka, 
with uh, their farming uh, bans on nitrogen. Okay. Um, so, oh, I lost track. What was what was I? Population control. Jordan Peterson, the, the the perfect number of people in the world. Right. So you get an, enough people uh, out of poverty, and then what happens? Uh, people have fewer kids, and that's known. It's like it's the numbers are the the science is pretty solid on on that that uh, the poor the poor people have more kids than than rich people, and so if if you're actually worried about population control. Um, get people out of poverty, get people to a certain amount of wealth, and then they'll only have one or two kids. Okay. Is it callous of me to also suggest then that the lack of resources is in itself a form of population control? Like I, rem- uh, I you know, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, and and that that's that's true. Um, you know, we could get to the point. I don't think, I don't think this will actually happen, but you can you could imagine a situation where where there's too many people, not enough resources, and then all of a sudden there's a big starvation. But, or, but there'd probably also be war and famine and, and death. Yeah. Um, so the response to that to that fear is to bring it on early. <laughs> you know? uh, let's just do it now. You know, shut the farms down. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's to me that's dumb. But like I, I yeah. again, I also remember you know growing up with all the commercials from the Christian Foundation and feed the starving kids in Africa because. Again, in poverty, a lot of kids being bored, not a lot of rice and grain to feed them. You know, feed the starving kids in Africa. Like, finish your food because there's kids starving in Africa. That sort of nonsense. I go, well, okay, well, there, there's your population control right there. They, you know, that particular region, right, has bred more than they can support. And they, you know, you can either. Yeah, you, and, it's, and it's not even really about uh, the lack of food in Africa. Uh, they could do it if they didn't have. Uh, the shitty governments that they have, so you know, or or whatever is 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 funding their. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm know, not their, saying they could. I'm just saying we have that as an example of. Sure. You know, they, but I, I don't. I don't think it's a lack of resources. I think they have okay. plenty of resources. I think right. they. I, I think they have. Uh, you know. You know. Well, it's like it's like okay, they were. Uh, you know, third world country, and they're coming out of it. Actually, you know, Africa is is. Uh, Growing immensely in 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 every aspect, uh, you know, uh, literacy and and uh, technology. So, yep. um, you know, there you go. Now they're gonna come out of poverty, and if they get rich enough, they'll you know stop mass producing and or stop mass reproducing, and uh, and you know it'll be just like everywhere else in the world. You know, that has a a, a stable population so a problem that ev- inevitably solves itself with or without government interference mm-hmm. and the government interference will exacerbate that problem uh, until such a time as the as the, the market takes over and yeah. solves well, right it. now the, the government is actually doing the the worst thing possible which is disrupt our food supply so yeah that's and again going back to the original that seems crazy to me for the elites to think that they're going that they're going to kill off that much people, right, and that only the elites will be left, and that shit will get done, right? They they can't. They, you can't. Oh man, it burns. It hurts my head to think that you can become that wealthy and that powerful and not know. Yeah, like, I mean, who picks maybe, your maybe fruit. 
maybe maybe somebody should ask him. You know, these these wealthy elite people, like how many people is 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 the ideal amount uh, for the planet to be you know sustainable? And, and what's and the perfect. makeup? And and so. You you might get a lot of responses that that say the guides the Georgia guidestones uh, were were reasonable to them you know oh like five hundred million that's the magic number <laughs> you know like that's really? a weird number <laughs> why why five hundred million because that's why what the not, guidestones said why not one billion you know why not ten billion you know they don't they don't it's it's just I, th- I think it's just exactly what happened to me when I was in high school. I was like, oh, that's an interesting concept. Like, how many people is good for the earth? Well, so far, we haven't really hit that number yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also remember them scaring me, right, or a- attempting to scare me in elementary school by talking about other animals that overpopulated an area, ate up all the resources, and then went extinct, right? The, sure. the, like, they sure. did not control the re- – they had no resource management – and that was the end because there was no place left for them to migrate to. And then poof, no more animals. Yeah. Oh, well. And, but, they, <laughs> but they parallel that with humans going like, and this is what happens, right? When humans overuse resources and we eat it, you know, and then they make sci-fi movies about it, yeah. right? And cartoons about it going like, oh, this is what happens when you over, you, you know, if you don't take care of your environment. Yeah, and like, I th- I think as far as overuse, I think the 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 one thing that we have is humans over overused is the the oceans, so overfished oceans. But um, but there's still fish out there. I don't know. I uh, that's that's one of those things that is, um, I guess up up for grabs because you can't really regulate people sailing around in boats fishing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, up for grabs and uh, just like, you know, whereas humans don't hunt for food so much anymore, right? We farm. Uh, a lot of those more common, commonly available fish come from like fisheries and fish farms, mm-hmm. right? The, you, you don't go out into the ocean to fish. You just, you farm them somewhere, you know, fish farm and harvest those and then boom, right? So... Humans have, ta- humans have taken that experience in agriculture and migrated it to fisheries. So is there still overfishing in the oceans? Probably, right? But if, if the fish farms work out and you just add more of those for the, you know, the, the, the more commonly available fish, then you don't have to go do those deep sea fishing expeditions or whatever. Ironically, I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to a customer uh, at work and he was telling me like he was building himself like a bait ca- uh, a bait launcher. Have you heard of this thing? Have you seen these? Mm. I had not because I don't fish. I go bait launcher. Like what's that? He goes, oh, it's like a potato cannon. You fucking freeze the bait, drop it into a potato cannon, poof, launch it. Because whereas you can only cast like sixty yards or whatever, this thing will get you three hundred yards, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, I assume this is for like shore fishing because I can't imagine. Going out onto a boat and going like, rather than just drive the boat over there, you fucking <laughs> fire up the potato cannon to, to cast your line. That's awesome. And then I remember like, you know, my my mom and my stepdad, I uh, used to go fishing, shore fishing in Hawaii. I was like, so I, I texted my mom, like, have you guys ever heard of this? Like, n- I've never heard them mention this. And my mom texted me back, she goes... Yeah, we don't use that, but there are people out there that do. I'm like, why am I not? Why was I never made aware of this? 
<laughs> that would totally make fishing way more fun. Like, are you ready? I'm about to cast. Yeah. So he was building that. So, you know, shore, shore fishing just got a lot more fun for the fisher people out there. If you're not aware, I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine real fishermen not being aware. But damn me for not being a real fisherman. But even still, right? Like if you, you know, they, you can use those tools. You can get the boat or you can start breeding them in house, right? Like uh, uh, like large scale aquaponics, hmm. right? You just, you have the fish. It's a self-sustaining environment. And you just harvest the excess. And if you do that on a big enough scale, then boom, you know, you don't have to overfish the fish and, you know, the, the ocean anymore, save for, you know, the delicacies, like some shark fin soup or something. Yeah. Might not yeah, be I able to breed I, those in-house. I can't wait till they get the, the seasteads up. They're still working on it. It's, it's way slower than they were hoping it would be. <laughs> and that was, that was one of the things that I, I was looking into. A yeah. long time before before I ever signed uh, the statement of intent for the Free State Project, there were a handful of alternatives on the table, including the Seastead, and so I've been following them for like, what almost fucking twenty years now, five fifteen years, let's say fifteen years, hoping that they'd get like a working prototype up and running, and it seems like that's all they do. You know, they, they brainstorm and publish brainstorms, but never do anything useful or, you know, it's like the project exists to brainstorm, not actually do anything productive at this point. In my eye, in my mind, I've sort of given up. It was a wonderful idea, but like fucking build something. <laughs> build something, demonstrate its capacity Get some pre-orders in, right? Like when, when the Seasteads first started, Kickstarter wasn't a thing. Just fucking kickstart some pre-orders or, you know, what's the other one? Go fund me some pre-orders or whatever. I, I can't remember. I thought there were some rich people that, that were in on that idea also. But if you're rich, why don't you just... Well, I know the answer already, but I was going to say, why don't you just buy an island? And uh, Well, because, you know, someone else owns the island. All right. Like, uh, was it Larry Ellison on Lanai? Right, right. He's got an island, but it still, I guess, I mean, still has jurisdiction. See, and and he, he probably doesn't really like most libertarians anyway, so, he, you know, that's his island. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get your own. <laughs> well, okay, and, and to be fair, right, he paid for it, so it is his island, and libertarians. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> but what, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, he, he's got the island, but it's still, it's still under the jurisdiction of a government. Right, like there's, yeah, yeah, I don't, and, he, and, he, I, and he pays taxes. I mean, he could probably right. do whatever he wants on his island, um, as far as libertarian, you know, people might might want to imagine. But, um, but yeah, he still he still pay ta- taxes. I, I assume. You know what he's got to do? He's got to get some underwater mining rigs going, and then just hmm. separate the island from the base and just let it float away. Hmm. Then it then that would be a seastead. I don't think islands float, but okay. <laughs> no, but you, okay, fine. If he, okay, come on, man. This is obviously. No, I was, just, I was trying to imagine it. I was like, no, it would sink. <laughs> this is obviously science fiction. If he can get the technology to cut the island off of the base, right? He he, he, he can also invent the technology to keep it afloat. Oh, keep it. Okay, yeah. There you go. 
Um, Jackass. No, I mean, he could he could just get some of those um, uh, boring machines, you know. Yeah. Dr- just drill it out. You know? That's what I was thinking. Just okay. tie to tie buoys on eight corners of the island and done. Right. Yeah. And it floats. Um, ha- have you seen that game, uh, Bioshock? Oh, I have played. I played through the first one. Yeah, okay. I own the good, good enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I guess the first one is probably the best. Um, but yeah, a mysterious game, you know. Uh, I took underwater. a hiatus too. Like I, I played through ninety percent of the first one, and then didn't play, didn't finish it, and then didn't pick it up again for like three years. Mm-hmm. And so when I fired up my save file, I was like, "Holy shit!" Not only do I not know what I'm doing, I don't know right. what was going on, and because I was so far progressed in the game, it was fucking difficult to like to get yeah, my yeah. bearings. Like, oh yeah. crap, I died. What the hell am I supposed to do? You yeah, know, which button thing. am I supposed to push now? Right. <laughs> Why do I have all these weapons and what am I supposed to upgrade here? I, I did beat it though. I, I did, you know, I, I took me a couple of days, but I figured it out and finished it off. Great game. Yeah. So I brought that up because, you know, instead of seasteading on top of the sea, how about doing underwater? Yeah. Why not? I mean, if with the with the boring machines already in place, right? How you know, Elon Musk already has like those tunnels built somewhere. You know, all you got to do is you know do that in the ocean and occupy them, potentially. How about instead of sea steading, do under the land steading? So just build huge caves underneath the earth, and like Middle Earth. Come, come <laughs> get me, now. government! I dare you to come down this hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Uh, that's from like uh, the time machine or what's the, you know, whatever that story was. People mm. living underground. Yeah, maybe it's a prediction. Okay. I also saw an article that Elon Musk uh, had no intention on building the Hyperloop. He just threw that out there so California wouldn't start a rail project. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's fucking boss level trolling again by Elon. Uh, I. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it was a headline, man. It was a headline. I, I mean, because I once you article. start once you start speculating on what is going on in people's heads, then it really doesn't matter. You can make, you can believe whatever you want. It may have been a quote. I don't even know if that was you know. Sure, sure. And and he might have even said it, but it. it you don't yeah, think that, don't, that was the case at the time. You don't really know. I mean, unless you're him, and then then still it's speculation on everybody else. So all we can, all we can do is know what actually happened, and and well, he's actually got huge machines putting holes through the earth. So yeah, well, okay. So even if it's speculation, it seems like reasonable speculation. Mm-hmm. Like to me, mm-hmm. that sounds like something Elon would do, just sure. to fuck with the the state government of California. And and the same thing with the Twitter thing. Like, how, how do you know if he actually intended on going through with it? Or if he was just messing with them to, to you know, to put them in the news, you know, yeah. as being as being frauds, you know. I tend to think it was a stoned tweet, like he was stoned throughout the tweet, especially with the number, right, fifty four twenty, and then it gained traction. Like, oh shit, I might actually have to do something here. But he also, yeah, he, but he he doesn't actually uh, get stoned. Uh, he he did. He smoked on on Joe Rogan, but that's not something he typically does. So. That's the only you really think that's the only time Elon Musk has ever dabbled. Um, I don't think he's interested in it. Okay, all right, and and, and especially based on his uh, explanation of it, is basically kind of the same as mine. Like 
it's it's not really a big deal and it's not really a, that interesting it doesn't it doesn't help him in any way and so why do it <laughs> you know okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> then okay okay fair but then why the fascination around the term 420 and and because it's a meme. Okay. <laughs> and he and he likes memes. It's the same thing. That's the same reason he likes Dogecoin, because it's a meme currency. Yeah. <laughs> like he has a sense of humor. Um, it's his own weird sense of humor that, you know, no other CEO on earth uh has. Um it's it um yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know if it's a product of, of you know, the internet generation, which he's part of because you know he he started basically paypal yeah you know x.com paypal um so yeah it's 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 very he's pretty consistent with his uh love of memes and and internet jokes i think he should shake up the sports world mark cuban style just buy a fucking sports franchise yeah, like, but he's not really in- interested in the sports, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? That would make it even better. Maybe. The the trade deals that he would come up with just to fuck around? All right. Oh, I, I see what you're saying now. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see him doing that. Okay. Uh, that, that would actually make him more like all the other uh, rich CEOs that, that, you know, I guess have too much money and they don't know what to do with it, so they buy sports teams. You know. Oh. <laughs> like. So okay, I'm going to transition that ever so briefly because you said something. You said he has so much money that he doesn't know what to do with it, and I have no, heard. No, I, I think he knows what to do with. it. I think there's a lot of other CEOs that have too much money and they don't know what to do with okay. it. Okay, fine, but I've also heard that line used as an excuse to tax those wealthy individuals because they don't even know what, you know, libertarians, right, anarchists, whatever, always coming out and saying like, well, the, the individual knows best what to do with their money. And clearly that's not always the case. And in those cases, the argument has been made that that is a reason to tax them uh, because the state, the people, the regular people who need that money more and would put it to good use uh, know what well, to do with it more than the rich people who have too much to ever this, think about spending it all, this, the state doesn't need anybody's anybody's money because they can print if they want to, and and they yeah, basically we covered do. that last week. Um, and why would you want the state to have somebody else's money? Like they're not going to use it in a good way. Um, it's just going to distort the market further. It's going to make you know prices higher uh, for whatever it is that they're regulating with your tax dollars. To be clear, I'm not saying I want that. What I'm saying is, oh no, if, if I'm we, just I'm just making yeah. the argument against it. Okay, like, no, it's it's really dumb for people to want the state to take other people's money. Like it's not going to help you. <laughs> but the but the rich guy doesn't know what to do with it. Clearly, doesn't know what to do with it. So let's yeah, let's, even if he you know, even if put he that doesn't towards poverty and homelessness. Even if he doesn't know what to do with it, it's better than giving it to the state. Okay, even if yeah, it's. Um, if, if some rich guy has it, it's it's more interesting to watch a rich guy spend the money than watch the state spend the money. <laughs> yes, and especially if it's Elon, because it just gets everyone up in arms, right? Can't believe well, he just wasted all that money on something. Yeah, I guess. Jeff I mean, Bezos. there's, there's cer- certain individuals that that uh, have high. It doesn't matter what they do; um, they're going to get scrutinized for it. You know. So. Yeah. 
Jeff Bezos and his yachts, right? Yeah. The yacht's so big, they need to take down a historical so, bridge to so get there out was of a, There was a guy, uh, he, he was running, which, what scam was that? Um, oh, man, now I can't remember. Uh, it, it, was, it was one of those Bitcoin scams. Is it a recent uh, one? Or crypto, not not Bitcoin, uh, crypto scam. Yeah, recent one. Okay. But anyway. He, the Terra Luna? Uh, or? It was it was Terra Luna or another one. But it was okay. one of those big big scams where they were you know, promising interest rates and people were dumping money into it. Uh, actually, I think it was offshoot. I think they were like a hedge fund. Okay. Like one of the, the big the big hedge fund that, that recently went bust. But it was basically just two guys making promises to people, right? And he got different groups, even Terra Luna, I think, to invest in them, like billions of dollars and stuff. And as long as it was going up, they they thought they were untouchable and they could just spend the money. That's how but anyway, schemes work. Anyway, this guy, he uh, he, he, he tweeted, uh, you know, about living this lavish lifestyle that was basically other people giving him money. So he's spending other people's money. Um, but his object was to buy the, basically the biggest yacht in the world. And okay. I can't remember. I, and I, I, how much do you think the biggest yacht in the world would cost? I thought it would be like a billion dollars or something, but, Oh, I would say multiple um, billion. I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, he had a $50 million yacht and I thought Googling 50 million searching for that. I, I was like 50 million has got to be pretty low because you know, all these rich people really like yachts, but I don't know what the yacht market is like. Um, but anyway, $50 million, uh, he was trying to get the, you know, maybe he was aiming for the, the, the most expensive yacht in the world and maybe he didn't get it. But, um, but anyway, you know, a, a guy that started from basically nothing, uh, borrowed his way up to getting a 50, $50 million yacht. All right, the most expensive yacht in the world, uh, according to a quick Google search, uh, you know, the, the website's Wealthy Gorilla, but the, it's an article from a month ago, like July 15th, uh, $4.8 billion. Wow. Uh, the, the, it's the top 20, so it, the top 20 goes from $150 million, uh, to $4.8 billion. Yeah. So not even close, like might not even make yeah, the not top a, yeah, 100. Not- yeah, with, definitely with his paltry fifty million. Yeah. <laughs> the magnificent maybe fi- accomplishment: maybe fi- ten thousand kilograms of solid gold and platinum. That's only a hundred feet long. It's not even a big yacht. It's just expensive. Hmm. Luxury designer for Malaysia's richest man, Robert Nock. Three years to build, bunch of luxury items, yada yada yada. Yeah. Be a shame if that one sunk. <laughs> well, there'll be a lot of lot of gold pi- i was say pirate treasure at that point man. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I, see and that one that's cool but it's not a big it's you know i i scrolled down to number one 4.8 billion I'm like that looks just like a fucking speedboat it's not you know uh okay yeah. so there there are bigger yachts but that, that's the most expensive one i want the one with, like the boat and then the submarine you know well, you got to have a helicopter pad too, you know. Oh, of course, like that, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could like uh, have a landing strip for, you know, make it an aircraft carrier, basically, that would be the ultimate. I almost think that would make more sense. Like, why have a yacht if you can buy an aircraft carrier? I don't know if you could buy an aircraft aircraft carrier though. Can you? Well, can you commission? Can you commission a yacht based on the specifications of an aircraft carrier? <laughs> 
I think this is something we need to find out. <laughs> Buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, working on it. Number two, I don't know if we've talked about this privately, uh, but the, the fucking repair bill to put in, like I'm on my third motor now on, on my, my daily. And like that was, that repair bill was like another 3,500 bucks. So in the last, like in not even in a year, in nine months, uh, I flushed eight grand into that car. Oh no. Right. So like my, my Bitcoin purchases have taken a small hit, uh, but I will, I will get that paid off and I will res- resume the DCAing of cryptocurrency post haste. <laughs> I know the conversation we had before was like, if it drops to like 15, I'm buying a lot more. And then if it drops to 10, I'm buying a hell of a lot more. Uh, and I'm almost glad that it didn't because if it had and I did, uh, it would have made this paying off this repair a little bit more challenging. Right. But yeah, but Bitcoin definitely, any toward, you know, crypt- cryptocurrency, um, I. Man, it's it's difficult to be a Bitcoin maximalist around here, which is what I would generally consider myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's so many other altcoins that people use around here on a daily basis. Um, here being, you know, New Hampshire and basically like the crypto mecca of the world for the most what, part. What would you say they they uh, t- typically use more often in New Hampshire? Um, well, okay. So there, there is a lot more places in New Hampshire than any place else in the world potentially that accepts cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And so the, the go-to around here has been, uh, Bitcoin cash, hmm. uh, dash. And for a small period of time, uh, Zen or horizon or whatever those people are calling themselves now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know, I just, I don't know any place that takes it. Um, but much like yourself, there's a, a, there's a privacy centric community of Monero supporters as well. But I don't, yeah. I don't see that being traded um, for goods and services as much as, uh, as much as Bitcoin cash dash. Yeah. For the most as far part. as, as far as I, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that Bitcoin cash is doing well there. Um, actually, if anybody, really wants to uh take take a leap um uh, now is probably a good time for bitcoin cash i I, actually haven't checked it in the last couple days but um uh, think about it like this um uh there's 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 still a chance that uh bitcoin cash is the real bitcoin you know it's it's at least a good story and so anyway what happens is once once the price starts going up that story gets validated more Right, and that causes people to doubt, uh, you know, the Bitcoin maximalist uh, ideology, and then people from the BTC crowd go, "Oh no, what if Bitcoin Cash is the real one?" And then they bail they bail out of Bitcoin into Bitcoin Cash, um, and so anyway, it's just a story, but it's kind of like uh, you know, maybe it's true. We don't, you know, the yeah. only way to know is to get there, and uh, and so anyway, Bitcoin Cash is is. Kind of like what I used to describe Dogecoin as. Dogecoin is spiky, spiky in its you know chart. If you're looking at the history, you know it spikes and it goes down. It spikes and goes down. It spikes really high and then goes down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so and Elon you, Musk tweets about it and it spikes again. 
Yeah, and then then you know I'm gotten involved in and kind of uh whatever, uh it messed it all up to me. But because now it's not as natural movement as it was before. But yeah. um, but it was spiky, and so and and Bitcoin Cash is also, and okay. so there's the the risk reward is pretty good on Bitcoin Cash, um, especially if you're just looking to make money and get out, yeah, and then get get back in when it's low again because uh you know has a history of being spiky it will probably continue to do that um now one that's even more spiky than that actually it's hard to see it from from this perspective at this moment is is monero okay monero uh went from 25 cents to freaking um 400 or you know almost 400 dollars like 350 dollars right and and then back down all the way to 30 dollars and now it's and, and then went back up to uh, five hundred dollars, and now it's at one hundred and fifty or Damn. something. I don't know. But anyway, so long term, um, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, you know a price of like you know ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars per per Monero. Okay. Um, so it's it's way far away from that. Um, and if Monero does one of these you know super spikes again, um, it could potentially hit that. Um, so why does it do that? It's because it's the same thing. It kind of has a story. So what is the story for Monero? Well, the privacy. story is the story is privacy matters. Yeah. And when, when the price goes up, that story gets validated and people start thinking, oh, maybe it does matter. And then everybody, you know, panic buys into it because it's going up and that makes it go up faster. Yeah. Well, then, guess, then, guess what? With 87,000 new IRS agents about to be hired, <laughs> right? Privacy fucking matters all of a sudden. You don't yeah. want $600 in your account for whatever OnlyFans service you're, you're <laughs> providing. Get that shit oh. out. <laughs> You just reminded me of something. What, you paid time to pay your OnlyFans bill? No, about OnlyFans. It's not actually OnlyFans. Um, there's this uh, really famous, um, used to be YouTuber, and I, I forget her name. She she used to do, she, I think she popularized like the selling of the bathwater. Oh, yeah, Belle Delphine. Belle, yeah, Don't ask me go. how I know this. <laughs> Okay, so recently she uh, made a post on her website, and actually, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's one hundred percent legit, but at least it was on a website, and people say it's hers. Um, that she offered, uh, you know, basically a, a one night in Belle Delphine uh, for a million dollars worth of Monero. Nice. Like you you are actually no, maybe it was only a hundred. I think it was a hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand okay. dollars, and so you you pay the hundred thousand, you get to go have fun with her, and and she offers, you know, she lists the services, you know, you want the girlfriend experience, you want, uh, you know, whatever kinky stuff, uh, experience that that she offers, and 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 the way you go, um, and you can pay in Monero. Nice. And so that so she's a, she's at least smart enough to recognize that privacy matters. Yeah, and actually, that was one of my ideas from a long time ago. That it's like somebody, you know, there's there's all these websites, you know, web webcam services and stuff. Yeah, and basically, what you do is you give them your credit card to buy these, you know, fake electronic tokens, and then you just use the tokens to tip the girls, and then the token provider takes, you know, whatever fifty percent of the 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 strippers' uh, profit, whatever, right off the top or more. I don't even right. know. 
Um, and I was like, why don't these girls just, you know, run their own service and accept Monero? Like, yeah. Then people don't have to use their credit card to, <laughs> you know, there's traceable and, you know, all kinds of uh, issues. Um, it, it would be much better for them to just you know, use the cryptocurrency and especially Monero. Yeah. I, I really, I was really hoping that um, when OnlyFans ran into their credit card processing problem, Right, like when Mastercard was like, "Okay, adult content not happening," and then they went, "Okay, OnlyFans is no longer for adult content." Right, like that—that that could have been the moment. Right, like, okay, mm-hmm. we don't need Mastercard. You guys need to get crypto, and mm-hmm. you lonely fucking, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, yeah. better learn how to get crypto because that's that's so, that's where those experiences are going. And so, if they were smart, they would they would keep their OnlyFans the way it is now, accepting. Uh, MasterCard, whatever. Well, at the well, at the and time, then, MasterCard was pulling it if they didn't get rid of the well, adult content. Well, sure. So, so they so they pull it and and they do everything they're told to do, but on the side, make another service that, right. that's for everything else. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just 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 like you know uh, they used to do with you know TV. You know, you get your you get your PG PG stations, your news stations, and you got your your Skin and Max late at night, <laughs> which was terrible. I don't understand why people paid for that. Because it was the only thing around. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. Fair, fair enough. If that's what, if that's the only thing on. Uh, one thing I want to go back to before we move too far away from it: the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin Cash situation. So, again, I would consider myself a Bitcoin maximalist. I have Bitcoin. What makes me not necessarily an all-in Bitcoin maximalist uh, is I do have some Bitcoin Cash because that's how I get paid um, for doing free oh, calculus. Nice. So I have been I have been saving my Bitcoin cash just by like you know because I don't I don't get paid much for that I actually I lose money going to do that <laughs> show because of the, especially now with the gas prices oh no like the, you know the the fee doesn't cover but I enjoy it so I don't mind that's not the point the point well, is it'll, that, it'll pay off someday if you just wait long enough <laughs> well that's that's part of the point right like I I'm playing the long game by just not touching it um, but also. When I when I when I had to when I was doing the Montana registration for my vehicles, um, like that company took cryptocurrency and accepted Bitcoin Cash, so I dipped. You know, I was like, okay, I don't you know I don't want to spend real money, quote unquote, real money, and I've got all this Bitcoin Cash just sitting there. This is my chance to use my Bitcoin Cash, and so I did. Um, and I was like, okay, now I got to replenish my Bitcoin Cash. So I, you know, I was I was uh, buying some Bitcoin Cash peer to peer from a from an individual in the community that was selling it to me, and then another member of you know the quote unquote community was there watching the transaction, and he was like, you know, if you're if you're trying to make some money off of crypto, you know, I I personally think the best value right now is just to buy straight Bitcoin. Like you you will make more on your money if you spend you know that seven hundred or eight hundred bucks or whatever I was buying in Bitcoin instead of Bitcoin cash. I was like, yes, you're probably right. But that is not the purpose of this transaction. <laughs> the purpose of this transaction is just to replenish the Bitcoin cash that I had already spent on services just to get my account back up to what it was prior to that. Mm-hmm. So there's, <clears throat> and, and the problem for me is like, I don't, how do I want to put this? I play too much video games. And so I don't want to take the time that's required to do the research, 
to pay attention to like the peaks and valleys mm-hmm. of the currencies. And as far as the privacy thing is concerned, I don't want to be on an exchange. And so it makes, it makes getting in and out of currencies quickly more challenging for someone trying to do it like me. Mm-hmm. And so I buy Bitcoin and then I just don't touch it. Right, like I, you know, DCAing into the currency, and then hopefully, like the meme said decade ago, right, when the time is right, Neo, you won't have to, right? Mm-hmm. You telling me that I can cash this out for a million dollars one day? Like, no. What I'm telling you is, when the time is right, you won't have to. And so, you know, I am, I don't want to say confident, but I'm hopeful that that day comes, especially around here, where so many places already take it. Uh, yeah, and it's actually not too big of a deal to swap in between the two. Um, well, in between the two, yes. But if I'm, you know, if, if I've got like, you know, a hundred bucks in my pocket, I'm going like, please sell me, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have to tell me. Or if if like the car repair comes down, like the auto dealership that I'm going to, right? Not taking crypto. So if I if so if I pumped three grand into Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin proper, um, and then needed to pay my car repair bill. Right, trying to sell that much to an individual or several individuals in a timely manner is, I don't want to say prohibitive, um, but it is challenging. So it would, it, you know, it was, it worked out for me to be more liquid in dollars at the moment because of that uh, unforeseen expense. Does that make sense? Yep. Right. Like I, I can't just, I can't go onto an exchange and be like, boop, sell five hundred. And then that's, you know, in my bank account for spending money, like, you know, other people who don't mind the exchanges and therefore the state having their information and their financial data, right? Like every, everything I do is, you know, is, is as privacy focused as those two currencies allow. And could I, could I do the same with Monero? Sure. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a handful of people around here who need, who are, you know, trading Monero, um, I just don't know where their position is at on whether they're willing to sell that because again, right. With, with so many places around here that take cryptocurrency, uh, the people that have, uh, a multitude of those don't necessarily need to trade back into USD. It's, it's me that has the problem to trade it back into USD to trade in and out of USD. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I show, show up to the Liberty meetup. Like, hey, anybody selling Bitcoin? I'm like, no. Bitcoin Cash? No. We're holding and we're spending. We don't, you know, we don't need we don't need your dollars at this point because <laughs> where the, every place they shop, right, in, in in the local community takes it. And if they buy from the locals in the local community, it's like Market Day or the Farmers Day or whatever. You just need to find a, a car dealer that accepts crypto. You know, ironically, at one point, it was said that the the dealership that I ended up going to did <laughs> and well, but, but not the way you think, right. It's, it was a big production on the local level of someone bought a car for Bitcoin. And I think this was before I even moved like, you know, pre pre 2018, like someone bought a car for crypto cause they knew someone at the dealership or whatever. And they got whatever mm-hmm. discount, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a signed, okay, you've bought your car and, you know, click the QR code and here's the cryptocurrency. It was, it was like the first Bitcoin purchase for the pizza where it was a slight workaround but had the same effect. Like walked into a car dealership with Bitcoin, uh, you know, 
did, a, did whatever trades needed to happen with whomever needed to happen there and then walked out with a vehicle. And it was a big deal because it's a larger uh, dealership in the area and they were the ones who facilitated it somewhat. Um, but I've also, I don't have anything nice to say about the, the, the quality of their service, or the repairs, or the people that work there. So I'm not going to drop a name at all. Um, but you can, you know, if you're in the area and smart enough, you can probably piece those together. Right on. Um, do you have anything uh, on the uh, list of headlines that seems worthwhile? Well, wor- worthwhile, absolutely. Those are the only headlines I pull, but I'll read through them and you tell me, you know, where. <laughs> okay, any- anything you're itching to get to. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Probably not itching. Oh, okay, so I'll, I'll read through. I'll read through them and then I'll comment on the headline. So I got a uh, headline, why Karl Marx supported gun rights, by, but Marxists don't. I thought that one would have been right up your alley. Uh, government is the scourge of diabetics, not their savior. Again, that was, you know, more, that was, this is from Cato. So it was part of that health thing. Uh, also from Cato, raising corporate taxes does not help workers. That seems obvious. Um, we had KS on last week. I was hoping to get him on this week because this seems like a pet issue for him. So I'm like, oh, KS would be love to talk about this. And then he's, you know, out of town doing his KS thing. Uh, mobile homes are a crucial source of affordable housing, but politicians are trying to zone them out of town. Uh, where was this at? Small town in Maine. So near me, but similar problem in Hawaii. Uh, the gov- headline, the government shouldn't decide who may practice law. Headline, Congress is supersizing the IRS. Here's why that's a bad news for everyday Americans. Uh, again, this, this was like the biggest thing in the news, right? So we can, we can, I don't know if I need to read the article, but we can circle back to that. Uh, historians warn Biden about dire condition of democracy during ferocious lightning storm. Uh, so they, they, historians are like, bro, this is happening before and you're in the midst of it. So get your shit together, figure it out. Uh, headline. Okay. These are, you know, the, he went swimming after hours at a Rockaway beach. He ended up in handcuffs. This is in New York. Um, so the lifeguard shifts shift ends at 6 PM. And so at 6 PM, you're not allowed to go swimming. And so it was like in the midst of a heat wave, 7 PM in New York. And dude said, fuck it. I'm going to the beach. And the parks department arrested him for swimming because no lifeguard was on duty. Reminds me of the South Park meme. I thought, thought this was America. Uh, okay, this, this is another interesting one uh, from Reason. The motherfucker who enraged Beto O'Rourke laughed at his claims about the rifles he wants to confiscate. Have you seen this clip at all? Uh, no, I, I, I have no idea what Beto O'Rourke is, is up to. Okay, so he's give, you know, he, he made a big show after the Valdi massacre. And so he's giving a speech because he's running for Texas, I guess, Texas governor or something. So he's giving a speech and he's got all his supporters there and a couple of, what's the opposite of supporters, uh, adversaries there. And so he's describing like the AR-15, right? He's like, this thing was designed to be a weapon of war for Vietnam. And he gets down on like one knee and is like, this thing was designed to pierce the helmet of an enemy soldier splattering his brains out of his skull at 500 yards or more. Uh, and then the, one of his detractors 
in the audience like lets lets out a large uh, scoff and a laugh. <laughs> and Beto Rourke turns around and goes, "I don't. I, you might think it's funny, motherfucker, but I don't." Uh, so that's you know, find the clip if you want to. Um, but the it was played off as the heckler was um, laughing at the tragedy of Uvalde. Um, and this this particular article rightfully makes the claim that he was not laughing at the tragedy. He was laughing because Beto O'Rourke has no fucking clue what he's talking about and couldn't have been more wrong about what he was saying, but was misleading the entire audience by making such bold declarations. Sure, but yeah. they don't they don't care about reality. They're just up there trying to right. um, push their moralism on on other people. Right. Uh, headline: What new libertarian countries projects get wrong? So this is a decently length article with examples of a couple of ones that have happened in the past. So if you're interested in like you know more move here projects. Um, in, in, including, you know, the, the Honduras one that's ongoing at the moment. Um, you know, just, you can take that, take a look at that. And, uh, last headline, I'm going to ask you the question. Then if you, if you haven't read, you know, the notes, I'll read you the answer. What takes years and cost $20,000 MC? Uh, I don't know. A San Francisco trash can. Cool. Yeah. So. The, the only one that, like, you know, is of any importance, like, immediate importance, is the supersizing the IRS, right? Like, 80, yeah, so, so, 87,000. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that? Is that enough? Uh, is it enough? No, it's too fucking much. <laughs> so, here's, man, here's where I am always going to get in trouble. Um, because I am not... I am not the peaceful, passive, voting, libertarian, anarchist, whatever, here locally. Um, and so I see headlines like this, right, and the, the news that they're going to be hiring 87,000 new IRS people, coupled with what, the, you know, the suggestion earlier that once you have your $600 or whatever in outside funding from... Um, you know, hobbyist activities, basically your side hustle, you get 600 bucks in side hustle money and the IRS is coming after you to tax it. Uh, that's what these 80,000 people, 80,000 new IRS agents are for. This is not a tax the rich. This is not a audit the wealthy situation. This is, we just passed the law that says anybody who making over $600 in side money uh, has to start filing differently. This, this is where they're coming after you. Um, and then you see the job posting and it says must be, you know, willing to work 50 hours minimum per week, uh, odd hours, carry a firearm, use it when necessary. Uh, and here's the clause where you're allowed to shoot dogs. And I see. Oh, yeah, you, you get lots of psychos that want that job. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's a recipe for disaster because they're. It's going to end in a shootout somewhere, and it's going here's, here's to be the, the, the taxpayer. Here's the thing to me. Um, obviously, taxes and the amount of tax collections are too low. 
do because, go on. <laughs> yeah, because there's not enough anarchists yet. <laughs> okay. I'll accept that, right? <laughs> no, it's like um, you would think that every time they do something like this or every time they, they you know mess up in the economy or, you know, uh, you know, shut down a farm or whatever that, that you'd get more people that say, no, like they're, they're wrong. I'm not paying them. Yeah. Um, was it and, you and, that corrected me? I said like, I need to see more people radicalized and you said rationalized or was that somebody else? Uh, somebody else. Okay. That's, I said this stuff like this should radicalize more people. And who, I forget who I was talking to and said like, no, it should rationalize more people so that they see these things for what they are. Continue. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm always, happy to have you know more friends more people that are uh against the nonsense that's going on um uh and and i don't i don't know i don't know why it's i i I attribute it to the the belief in in authority you know um it's it's something that people don't want to give up they they like they like this idea that the government is like a father figure uh it's like a member of the family and they and they they uh they can't kick it to the curb and say, no, this is, this is wrong. It's nonsense. Yeah. And we should not be contributing contributing to them. And now that they're, you know, going to demand with 87,000 IRS agents demand, you contribute more um, there, you know, hopefully there'll be more resistance. I, you know, I kind of doubt it. Like it's yeah. just not the way things usually go. Um, and, you know, okay. So, so I, I was, I said earlier today that, that, this is a good advertisement for Trump, but even if Trump gets in, is he going to go on a mass firing spree and fire all the IRS agents? Probably not. You would think after the FBI raid, he would do a mass firing of at least one government agent if he gets. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and that, I was going to bring that up earlier too. Like, can we can we finally get rid of the the, the FBI now? Yeah, you know because they're obviously corrupt. I mean, they're they're you know. Eating, eating their own at this point, <laughs> you know. And, uh, the CIA also—they've always been uh, getting involved in, in in politics in in the own country that is paying for them. You know, it's like yeah. you, you would think they'd be smart enough to be like, "No, this is off limits. We don't want anybody to find out how corrupt well, we are." It's supposed to be off limits. <laughs> they're supposed to meddle in foreign entanglements, not domestic. Like well, they're, right. they're the foreign intelligence agency. FBI fucks with you domestically. Right, CIA fucks with foreigners. Like that's that's the deal. Uh, well, the the FBI isn't even supposed to mess with uh, the people at the top. They're supposed to be, you know, monitoring what's happening in, in other other like the FBI getting involved in a, in, a, in a police uh, police shooting. Like I can understand that. Like who who's who's policing the police? Well, the FBI is supposed to. Okay. I mean, it's understandable, even regrettable that they're, that they even exist, but, um, at least it has some logic. Yeah. I hear. I will end with this. Um, it was part of a dinner conversation and this is my fear again, right? And you alluded to it a little bit with that, that, um, desire for some sort of authority. It's not, the vast majority of people are not going to be radicalized or rationalized, right? They're, they're going to sit back and take it. And I know this because I see how bad things are elsewhere, right? When, when, yeah. you, when, you, when, you, when you want to know, like, how much can humans take of this fucking oppression and, you know, whatever, just look at North Korea. They take a lot. 
and they're disarmed, so they can't fight back. So they don't try. They just sit there starving until they dwindle away and die. Right? Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's the life. So, I guess the, the, the most interesting one right now is uh, Sri, Sri Lanka. I don't know much about that place, but um, they, they took it until uh, a collapse happened, and, and now they're trying to figure out what to do about it. So, um, yeah, we'll see how much uh, you know, rationalization comes back to Sri Lanka after all the yeah. uh, gover- government debacle that happened. But they, they've also they've got to have a means of defense. Otherwise, those with the guns, no matter how radicalized you are, yeah. will simply keep the peace, so to speak. But keep an eye on Sri Lanka. Um, we're, we're over time for today. But if that's you know if that becomes a bigger deal, definitely bring it up in the future, and and, and we can talk about it more. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts for today, and then Canada and uh, Holland next because they you know their their farmers are being basically kicked off their land but eh, anyway have a nice day farmers farmers in canada and also uh gun import ban in canada so they're they're oh. they're cutting off the food supply and and stifling the means of defense at the same time so good luck good luck canada that'll do it for us you guys know where to find us anarchistexperience.com on telegram t.me slash anarchist experience or t.me slash the anarchist experience and if you would like to contribute to this show financially you can do so through patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to y'all next week. Peace.